Kids ever get physically, mentally stuck? Like you just can't seem to get yourself moving. Gosh. Yeah, me too. And I bet that means we're going to talk about it. Let's find out. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. How do you do, you guys? This is episode 75. Oh, oh. Oh my God, thank you so much. Wait, what, Brian? You brought cake? Thank you. Wow, this, oh wow, thank you. This is delicious. Mm. Mm. Oh, coconut cream pie. Mm. That's my favorite. Oh, this is great. You guys, this is going to be a great episode. This is 75. Let's go. Okay, everybody, settle down. Settle down. Here we go. Let's get this party started. 75 episodes. That's 20 hours of me talking. Wow, that is a lot of talking. But small chunks, though, right? We did this in little bitty chunks. We managed it. So this shout out today, this is for everyone listening right now. Thank you for having me over to your eardrums every week. And I hope this has been helpful to you. And I'm just going to keep cranking. Just going to keep cranking these suckers out. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. It's, well, you're 75 episodes behind. You have some catching up to do. I think a good thing to do for episode 75, let me give you guys a little bit of insight into more of who I am and what the hell I'm doing here. We all find ourselves on certain paths in life, and I've been on a variety of paths in my life, and these paths, they change over time. I've been on the path of a comedian, of an actor, of a stay-at-home dad. I've been on the path of a writer. And then ultimately through some, I don't know, soul digging, maybe maybe we call it a midlife crisis, divorce, and oh, what's going? What is this? What is my purpose? Why am I here? I realize at the core of all this, at the at my core, I'm I believe I'm meant to be of service. I'm meant to serve people in some sort of way. I don't want to be a waiter. I don't want to serve you food. So I I can already rule that out. What I found through my work is that I believe I'm here to simplify the some complicated aspects of life for people. I've done that a couple of times in the past. I did it with my potty training book, um, and that's good. I'm proud of it. And I created a program during my few years that I was a, a realtor. I realized that first-time home buyers they really don't, they overwhelm themselves, and they don't handle the process in the right order that's the most effective for them. And so I spent a shitload of money and time and re- putting together this program for first-time homebuyers on how to go through the process. I did all that to create a thing that everybody needs, but nobody wants. And that was a beautifully painful lesson to learn. And it was only after doing some of that soul digging that I'm realizing that I was creating the things that I wished I had when I was going through those. Like, I, this is the home buying program I wished I had when I was buying my first house. Or this is the, the potty training book that I wished I had when I was potty training my kids. There's a normie way, and then there's my way. And my way happens to be that I have ADHD, comorbid depression, and many things in life are so much harder for me than for a normie. Regular life stuff. And... I think that's bullshit and it's not fair and I don't like it. And so these things that I was making were inadvertently for people with ADHD. That's a little bit about my particular journey. I'm very 
uh, individual focused. I care about you, right? The, right? Right? You tell me. Do I care about you? I don't know. I'm scared. No, <laughs> I care about. I care about like that. We understand ourselves. That we're learning the skills that we need that are unique to us. That unlock shits loads of potential in us. Like think about when you're firing on all cylinders. When you're just kicking ass, you call it hyper-focus, whatever. Your energetic potential, it's off the charts. It's amazing. It's chaotic though, right? It's un, it's out of the box. It's unbridled. It's completely inconsistent and it's unreliable. And my belief is that if we have the right structure in our lives, the right tools and the strategies in place, then we can harness some of that energetic potential without losing the fiery hot spark, you know, that lights us all up, that impulsive fun person. We can achieve and do the boring shit without feeling like life is this prison where we're shackled to schedules. Like think about putting together a schedule right now. It's just, oh God, the idea schedules suck. And my belief is that if you can wrangle your brain enough to nudge yourself forward on these predetermined big goals, the things that we don't do naturally, then we can do great things. That's when our inner sparks truly ignite. And I'm passionate about that. And so that is the path. That's the path that I'm on now. It's to help you guys, the ADHD folks who struggle in life like I do, who know the things that you want to do. You even know how to do them, but maybe you're missing some of the skills needed to manage a life with ADHD. And the good thing here is that these skills, they can be adopted immediately. You can practice them. You can get good at them. And they just feel weird at first. No biggie. And for today, we are going to work on how to get unstuck. And we're going to tinker with our school spaghetti just a little bit here. And first thing is first, we got to know why we're stuck. Think about when you felt stuck in the past. Could it have been uh, that you couldn't decide what to do? Or dare I say, should do? Oh God, that's a doozy of a cognitive distortion, right? What should I be doing? Ugh, that's like an invisible nagging parent chastising us. Look at you. You're sitting on the couch. You should be doing the dishes, but you're not. You're looking at people having beautiful vacations on Instagram. You know those beautiful places that you're not going. You know why you're not going. You're not going because you're not doing the dishes because you can't get your shit together. Oh my God, that inner voice. And that's that's not even what my mom sounds like. That's us talking to ourselves. Oh my gosh. Could it be that you have no motivation for the thing? Could it be that there's too much tension attached to the thing that you want to be doing? There's different reasons why we might be stuck. It could be that you don't have clarity on what it is that you want to actually be doing. And oftentimes, the best way to deal with getting unstuck is quite literally to move. Not go for a jog, just a movement. Just one movement in that micro moment where you're stuck. Last week's episode, for example, I talked about not being able to get out of bed. To get unstuck, I discovered that wiggling my fingers was how to break out of that paralysis of not being able to get out of bed. Or getting stuck on the phone while scrolling social media. We never know what's happening. It's just like in these brief moments of clarity that hit where our minds remind us of what we're doing. And if you can be self-aware in that moment to know that you're trapped and then act on it, my simple task is to toss them my phone. I just get it out of my hands like a hot potato. I'll throw it to the other side of the couch, other side of the bed. It's a quick physical act that takes the phone out of my hands, jostles me out of that stuck moment. And from that point, I can then get back to my work session or ask the appropriate questions to create one. Sometimes I'll get stuck because I don't know what I'm going to do. There's nothing to go to do. There's nothing teed up. I haven't decided. 
So while I'm scrolling, let's say, and I think, I'm thinking, oh, I should be doing something productive. I should be working on the podcast. I should be doing the laundry. Nothing is planned. So nothing is prepared in terms of how to get started on those things, which means that I'm going from being paralyzed by this mindless activity of scrolling to being paralyzed by choices. I'm still paralyzed. I'm still stuck. Tossing the phone ends the scrolling paralysis, jostles me out. But now I got to ask myself questions and deal with the next paralyzing hurdle, which is what am I working on? And this is where our old enemy structure comes in. Oh, structure. Look who decided to crash my podcast. Structure. I thought we told that son of a bitch to stay the hell out of here. Structure. Well, you're here. You may might as well put you to use. Well, to defeat this stuff in advance, we need structure in our lives. Think of structure. It's like the worst of the vegetables. It's What is that? Kale for you? Or is it broccoli? Yeah. Remember when our parents made us eat our vegetables? What was up with that? That's bull crap, man. Tastes gross. What's the deal? And then now we realize that vegetables, oh man, okay, they're actually good for us. Uh, and if we eat them enough, we can maybe acquire a taste for them. Jeez. Remember remember beer and cigarettes? Remember how gross those were the first time you tried them? <laughs> we didn't give those up. We really, we kept at those. We need to incorporate these vegetables in between the cheeseburger and fries of our lives. Structure for ADHD is the broccoli and our impulsive nature and the way we've lived life. That's the cheeseburger and fries. And we don't want to give up the cheeseburgers. That's the fun aspect of life. But too many cheeseburgers leads to heart disease and other stuff that's not good. We got to sprinkle in those veggies. Think of building ADHD skills as periodically breaking out of old ways, just doing this work for brief stretches of time. And we tend to relate change as like, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. This is torture. I can't do it. But the new thinking or the more effective thinking would be, this is what I have to do for the next 20 minutes. Okay. And then it's over. And then I can go back to impulsive fun me for the remaining 23 and a half hours in the day. Or to go back to the vegetable metaphor, it's having a carrot with your lunch. It's cheeseburger, fries, and a carrot. And the, <laughs> and, the, and, the and one carrot. And then the carrot. And then eventually you might really see the benefit of that carrot and want to replace the fries one time with a salad. So now your cheeseburger's in a salad. And then maybe one time you, you try giving up the soda and now you have a water. So now your cheeseburger, salad and a water. And then one day out of the blue, you, you're, you're choosing a large salad and, and a water. And now you're like, wait, now you're healthy? What? Samantha was always getting cheeseburgers and fries. She chose a big salad. What's going on with Samantha? Samantha got her shit together. It's so subtle. The change. In ADHD land, this it's we're going to keep living our chaotic lives, but schedule something once a day that you practice doing at the time you said you were going to do it. You practice experiencing the uncomfortability of not being in the mood in the moment. You know, in the moment, it's like, ah, really? And that's why you must set the timer. Now, don't come at me with, a, you know, hey, dude, I know the Pomodoro technique. I get it. All right. It's, it's the timers. I got it. Set the timer so you know there's an end and so you get practice experiencing that misery for short periods of time and then you get practice rewarding yourself for quitting at a specific time back when i was doing nudges one-on-one with people that's the one thing that most people opted not to do 
because we're shortcut people. We're like, I get it types of people. Like, okay, the the concept is, I I understand it. Okay, cool. I, I get it. So I don't need to do it. And it is the most profound thing that when everybody tries it, it has the biggest impact. We have to give up that authority. We have to externalize time in order to really, truly get it. It's not about this loose, like, okay, hey, I'm going to go to do this thing for 20 minutes and I'm going to call it. That mentality, it'll have us quitting after 15 minutes, uh, even though there's five minutes more of shit that we could have done. Or it'll have us, we'll we'll find ourselves really driven and we'll be like, oh, I'm motivated now. I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to keep going. And then we go until we burn out. And now we have a negative tension related to that task because we burned out. And so now it's going to be that much harder to get started on that thing again. The more you practice this, the more like inner knowledge that you'll have with yourself in doing a thing that sucks, that didn't kill you, that ends in a reasonable amount of time. And if you're checking in with yourself after it's over, you may find that you're actually proud of yourself or you have a good feeling of accomplishment of like, oh my God, I did the thing even though I had no motivation to do it. You know, you won't know until you try. But if we don't practice the skills that are required to make these changes, we stay stuck. We have to eliminate this idea that we can just become different, that we can just will it into existence. Like technically on paper, maybe it's possible. Um, You know, I'm I'm deciding to be different, so now I'm going to be different. That's very much in line with all or nothing or perfectionistic thinking. Uh, You know, like if you think about your old, all your habits, all your patterns of thinking, all of your routines, all those thoughts, those are still there. They're still inside of us. And so they make being different very, very, very uncomfortable. Still possible, but very uncomfortable. In your brain, it's like a computer. It's like, excuse me, but I'm sorry, but we are running a certain programming language and you're putting on new software and that software doesn't match with the programming. So system crash, apologies. And that's where my brain metaphor dies because I don't know too much about computers. (laughs) Gosh, I think we started talking about getting unstuck and then this turned into me preaching about structure. (laughs) Interesting. It's all good, though. It's all it's all solid. Okay, so in summary, to get unstuck, move, and to build structure, practice the ADHD skills for one work session a day that you pre-plan. And then everything in your life is going to fall into place and be perfect and wonderful and sunshine and rainbows and butterfly cupcakes and, and cupcakes that are literally made out of butterflies that we just went morbid. Don't eat butterfly cupcakes. This is actually a PSA. Guys, if you get anything out of this podcast, it's don't mash up butterflies and put them into cupcakes. There is no health benefit to it, and it is wrong. Do you guys need help with any of this stuff? Feel free to reach out. Uh, Don't ask me for a butterfly cupcake recipe. I don't know it. I I swear I've never made one. I swear. And if you guys are getting value out of the show, if you want to rate it on Spotify, leave a written review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. And I would thank you very much. And with that, guys, the 75th episode is concluded. Have yourselves a wonderful week, and I will talk to you later. Later.